villagers, get ready. Here's Miss T with a word designed with you in mind. Greetings, everyone. You're back where it's at, and I'm here to attack the latest show that keeps you in the know. Reaching and teaching and sometimes preaching a message to all while we have a ball. You're tuned in to the March 6th edition of Talking with T. I'm Tanisha Baker, and I'm excited to be your host with the most of trending news, hot topics, and more. It's March 6th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, 7'1 basketball player Shaquille O'Neal and comedian D.L. Hughley. Today on the national calendar is recognized as National Dress Day, National Dentist Day, and National Oreo Day. On this date in history in 1857 was the Dred Scott decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, which opened slavery to the North and denied citizenship to African Americans. As we have entered a new month, we have a new theme. For the month of March, our theme will be Spring into Action. Put some pep in your step and get some things going. Start working toward progress. Don't sit idle and watch the happenings of the world pass you by. Get involved and get active. It's now time for our happy highlight. I have two similar stories to share for today's happy highlights. The first story is about Jordan Duncan, who had been walking seven miles from his parents' home to work since last July when his car broke down. He said that to him, it was a challenge to see if he would do whatever it took to get to work. He also said that day by day, the two-hour and 15-minute journey became easier. One evening, an officer saw him and thought it odd that a pedestrian would be walking after 11 p.m. in an industrial area. Officer Keffer stopped and asked him if he was okay. Initially, Duncan was nervous, wondering if he was going to be in trouble, although he had done nothing wrong. Duncan explained the story to Keffer, and Keffer offered him a ride home, in which he learned a little more about Duncan, who had graduated high school in 2015 and had gotten a job at Proform Laboratories, where he worked from 3 p.m. till about midnight. He was saving his money for college and actually had a desire to be an officer within the California Highway Patrol to follow in the footsteps of some relatives who worked in law enforcement. To fast forward just a little bit, Keffer reached out to the Benicia Police Officers Association, in which he just happened to be a board member, and got approval to buy Duncan a $500 bike. The bike shop owner was also impressed with Duncan's story and donated a lighting system, brake light, and helmet. Duncan was very appreciative as this cut his commute down to an hour. And it didn't end here. The officers started a GoFundMe account with an initial goal of 5000 which quickly reached 25000 and then 42000 which will, of course, fix Duncan's car and fund him going to college. In a similar story, every day for more than a year, Derek Taylor walked five miles to be at his job by 4 a.m. at UPS to help support his sick mother. 
His co-workers were impressed with his work ethic and dedication and pitched in to buy the 19-year-old a used Jeep Cherokee so he wouldn't have to walk the 10 miles each day. You can watch this emotional video through the link to today.com, which is on my website, www.talkingwitht.com, under today's show. This was another moving act of kindness that reminds us once again that all people aren't selfish and humanity and goodwill still exist among us. Let's turn our attention to the Tipping Not Tripping tip from Tarika. Hello, this week's tip is, if the shoe fits, wear it. Let's make sure that when we hear a conversation or we are reading um, someone's comment that we don't automatically assume that that comment is for us or is meant for us. For example, if you are reading something um, that kind of reminds you of a situation that you were in or that some kind of way resemble you, don't always take it personal like somebody is talking about you. There are so many issues that people are having and there are a lot of similarities in some of the conversations. But the worst thing we can do is always assume that that was specifically for me. On the other hand, if you do overhear something or if you do read something and it does look familiar and it does remind you of you, you can maybe take a second thought about it or take a second look at it. And if that shoe fits, then wear it. Correct it, even if it's not meant for you, but you do see that it could apply to you in your situation, just go ahead and either ignore it or do something about it. Don't get mad. Don't assume somebody's talking about you or don't assume somebody is referring to you. But, again, make sure if that shoe fits, wear it. Don't get mad. If they did not specifically say your name, then they're not talking to you. So, therefore, just make sure that we don't jump to conclusions or always want to own something that may not have anything to do with you. And that is my tip for the week. And I've been talking with T. And now it's time for our Monday Minute Quick Bit. Congratulations to Foxy Brown on her first child, a baby girl. She sure kept her pregnancy under wraps, but at any rate, welcome to motherhood. And congratulations to Tyrese Gibson on his recent marriage to Samantha Lee Swallenberg. Also, another congratulations should be extended to Viola Davis, who after her recent Oscar win for Best Supporting Actress in Fences, was honored this past week at Harvard's Cultural Rhythms Festival, in which she won the university's 2017 Artist of the Year Award. TMZ reports that rapper Too Short is under investigation for rape. Chris Brown is in the hot seat again about reported drug use and violence. Brown took to social media and denounced the negative reports by basically saying it was his business. Billboard reported that members of Brown's inner circle were concerned about his violent outbursts and use of heavy drugs, including coke, molly, and codeine. All of this has led to many quitting the Chris Brown team. 
This follows a report that his ex-girlfriend, Karuchi Tran, filed a restraining order against him alleging he abused her and threatened to have her killed. On a positive note, I would like to announce that President Barack Obama and my favorite First Lady of all time, Michelle Obama, signed a record-breaking book deal for over $65 million with Penguin Random House. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. Over 60 presidents from 
HBCUs to discuss the needs of black institutions. However, I'm curious about what all happened in that meeting because the president of Morehouse College, John Wilson Jr., said that the meeting was troubling. So I can't wait to find out some more details about that. Now, I'm going to know, and maybe you all know, is that the same meeting where Kellyanne was sitting on the couch with her shoes off like Little House on the Prairie? Yes, that, that would be the same meeting, and needless to say, Kellyanne Conway angered thousands of mothers across the United States everywhere because a picture circulated through social media where she was seated, and I use that term very loosely, seated on a couch with her feet on the couch, apparently, uh, and her knees out with a very short dress on, and all I could hear uh, whenever I saw the picture was, Kellyanne, girl, get your feet off my good couch. <laughs> so, right. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to figure out where exactly her home training is, or even if she had any at all. Uh, stories uh, circulate. Sources say that she was taking a picture of the various presidents who were in the meeting, and she was caught up in the moment of getting said picture edited or whatever on her phone. But at any rate, she's the freaking press secretary. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly why she would be sitting on the good couch in the White House with her feet all on the furniture like that, knowing that she is a public official and in the public eye. So I'm trying to figure that thing out. And at that same meeting, I don't know if anybody noticed what uh, Reverend Omarosa had on. And I oh, my gosh. Her, her specific title in the great Cheeto administration, but she's something important. Uh, and, again, using that term loosely, something important. But her outfit was equally troubling because, she had on these kitten heels and this extra tight dress that looked like it came out of Simply Fashions or Rainbow oh. or something. And it was certainly oh. not becoming of a cabinet official for the President of the United States. But clearly, um, I, I guess she got dressed in a hurry, or maybe she didn't think the camera was going to catch her, much like her colleague Kellyanne probably thought. But hey, uh, this is clearly an administration where the camera and social media are catching everything, including but not limited to uh, Secretary of Education, again, using the term loosely, uh, Betsy DeVos, in which she stated that historically black colleges and universities were excellent examples of school choice. And, of course, social media let her have it, particularly many graduates of historically black colleges and universities who very vehemently stated that HBCUs were not created because uh, black people, African Americans, had options. Anybody who knows the history behind many of the historically black colleges and universities know that they were created because African Americans did not have options. It's not like they could just saunter onto the campus of Yale and say, hey, I'm here, and expect to have gotten an education. So uh, 
clearly we have a Secretary of Education who has no educational experience, knows nothing about education in all of its various and sundry forms. We've got Reverend Omarosa, who needs to stick to doing the <laughs> church announcements on Lift Every Voice on BET and needs to invest in some appropriate clothing for both her office and her ministry, and Kellyanne Conway, who needs lessons on how to sit on furniture and a lap God because holiness is still right. Amen. Praise him. <laughs> well, hey, listeners, if you did not see the pictures of which we speak, I'm going to post all of that on www.talkingwithp.com under today's show. But, Jay, you hit the nail on the head with all of that. You know, they don't look like members of the presidential cabinet, so to speak. And, of course, all I can say at this point, without fear, is that ignorance is running amok uh, in the Oval Office. And then when you sit there and look at the picture with everyone else, you know, looking really dignified for a presidential meeting, she was really just so casual that it almost was disrespectful. But I'll let you all be the judge of that. Mm-hmm. It was very disrespectful. Yeah, I thought so. Let me back up a minute and ask you what you think about Donald Trump saying that President Obama bugged his phone during the election. Really? She don't? I, mean, I know. <laughs> he He is even more foolish to think that President Obama had the time and the energy or the wherewithal to bug his office. I mean, seriously, President Barack Hussein Obama ain't sudden no Cheeto with a bad comb over, ain't sudden the great orange one, ain't sudden 45. Really? No. Try again. Uh, and then yeah. when he tweeted about it, he spelled tap wrong. Like... Yeah. T-A-P-P. And somebody was like, you mean tap? Like, tap that A, you know? <laughs> and her special system, clearly. That's what I said. This, yeah. this whole, his whole cabinet or whoever the people that he has with him is all just crazy. You got uh, Kelly Ann sitting on the couch. You got Amarosa in the city trans outfit. Then you got Bill Bill DeVos. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what leave him on my tweet. I just leave him on my Twitter because he tweets the craziest stuff ever. Like, I mean, there are real things going on in the country, but he doesn't care. He's talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger now. Oh, well, I'm sure as much as we would like to, like I said, ignore him and sweep him under the rug, he'll do something crazy next week that we'll have to talk about. But I also want to bring up something, you know, we talked about police officers, and they're having a hard time right now. Let me just start off by applauding those that are doing the right thing, because we definitely do need a system of order. We do need those who take their vows seriously as far as protecting and serving the public. But sometimes they are overshadowed by the corrupt officers, those who are taking police brutality, to a new level, and most recently, seven Baltimore police officers have been charged on a slew of serious crimes, and then they falsified reports to try to cover them up. 
So they were described by Commissioner Kevin Davis as 1930s-style gangsters, and he said they were acting like old-school thugs. So all of the officers at this point have been suspended without pay, arrested, and jailed. So I'm curious as to know what their prison time is like right now. But it's reported that they began their criminal enterprise in 2015 after the death of Freddie Gray. They have robbed people doing traffic stops. They've illegally confiscated cash. They confiscated evidence like drugs. They are read where they had robbed a man's home. And it is even reported that they searched the car without a warrant and stole $1,500 from a man's actually honest earned pay from him working as a maintenance supervisor at a nursing home. So these police officers, I mean, truly had like a little gang going on. Now, these were the ones that were caught. So I wonder how much else or how many others are participating in these types of activities and getting away with it. And they're, you know, they're just a small percentage of probably what goes on across the board in America with police officers. Because then we yeah. go, and you, and you know, we say every week we're not going to have a story. We hope we don't have a story. Then every, seems like every week we do. We may have a week off here in there, but it's been consistent. It's been since. consistent just like these teachers. And I really hadn't planned on including it. But we have yet another teacher, uh, locally actually, who has been accused of sexual exploitation and soliciting, uh, let's just call them some certain types of favors from a minor. So I'm tired of those stories too. But you're right. Yeah. We try to escape, but every week it comes up and those are just the ones that we find out about. So, as usual, I enjoy the witty insights and perspectives from the know-it-all Professor J&P Pam. Can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And you know I'm going to say it. I mean, no. It's not your line. It's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. And you know I'm going to tell it. No. That is not it. your line either. <laughs> what, what is it? It is. I'm going to tell it. Wait. You're inside talking with T. As you may know, I also manage the connection platform, The Village of Knox. The Village of Knox is a unifying concept designed to promote the valuable integration of love and leadership, all gathering exuberantly. The mission of the village is to organize opportunities that educate, encourage, and empower the community. Villagers commit to being a positive presence in their community. For more information or to sign up to be a villager, visit www.thevillageofknots.com. I am excited to share that tickets are now on sale for the award-winning production of Ferguson the Musical, which will be making a tour stop in Knoxville for one night only. The play will be at the Austin East Magnet High School Performing Arts Auditorium, which will be the first time that a play of this magnitude has ever been presented in the heart of our inner city. Ferguson the Musical is based off of the film, 12 Angry Men, 
and is intended to engage the community through a powerful production that introduces the varying perspectives of African-American males through the lens of 12 jurors as they deliberate over a trial centered around the shooting of an unarmed black male at the hands of law enforcement. There will be an open mic dialogue at the end of the show and Knoxville's own Stir of the Pearl will be the MC for the evening. Visit www.thevillageofknox.com for more information. Tickets can be purchased on Eventbrite or at the Bet Cultural Exchange Center. We discuss many topics on Talking With T, and if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local arising artists. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music. And new shows will continue to drop each Monday. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Even if you're on the right track, You'll get run over if you just sit there. Will Rogers. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.